1: Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. It's wonderful to have you with us. As always, I really appreciate you tuning in on a regular basis. And remember that if you want to send me suggestions or make comments, please do so by going to our website. You can pick up the email address there and I'll give it to you right now too. It's Radio News the median.org Also, you can call me on my cell phone, but as I always warn you, probably will not get me for a long time because it's just trying to get back to everybody just sometimes impossible. So my cell phone number is though, 440-668-4049. We have a wonderful brand new guest joining us and I'm so thrilled. I've been reading through her information here. She is an author. She is all kinds of wonderful things. Mary Ann Howard is the author of the book, Rest. Overcoming spiritual fatigue. And when I saw that, that title, oh my goodness, it was just, it hit me because we, I think we're all dealing with spiritual fatigue right now. Before I go on and tell you more about you, I'm going to say, Marianne, thank you so much for joining us. It's so great to have you on the program.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Yes, absolutely. You are a wife, a mother, a friend, a writer, a speaker, and the co-host of the D6 Family podcast. You use your warmth and humor and transparency to equip and invest in generational discipleship. With 25 years of experience in teaching, equipping, discipling, and mentoring, you have deep values of incredible works of of life-on-life discipleship, and you are passionate about cultivating a hunger for God's word in others. I love that introduction about you because I think Mm -hmm. when I read, you know, I read the introduction to your book by, I I guess, Mm -hmm. a good friend of yours, the foreword in the book, and he starts it off by telling a joke that says, when he introduced you to the team, he said you were very shy and, and, you know... (laughs) And then he goes on to explain who you are. And I, I have to tell you, I really chuckled at that. So, so
2: I am far from shock.
1: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Marianne herself. So who are you? How did you get into all of this? I'm always fascinated by that.
2: Yes, I love that question because it's not a when it comes to the kingdom of God it's never about us getting into anything I feel like it's so much more about um God dragging us
1: (laughs) yeah no kidding oh my gosh um
2: so yeah I uh my husband is a pastor and he's he's been in the ministry since we were married we've been married 22 years we've got two teenage boys so you guys can pray for me on that teenage (laughs) boys we've got a golden doodle and, uh, I would honestly say a lot of my calling has kind of just been fulfilled through the Lord. And He's kind of come to my doorstep and said, this is the way, I walk in it. Okay. And so it, it and there have been lots of resistance along the way. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And, um, He has just confidently and faithfully, um, Laid out the path that that he would wish for me to step. And I'll just say, this book about rest. I want to just say to the audience, this comes from my own resistance to rest, not that I figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's so difficult. It's so difficult to practice.
1: You know, I'm reading through this, and I'm thinking that as I'm reading your introduction and you know some of the questions that are out there about about the book, um, I was thinking I have to get this for certain members in my family. <laughs> <laughs> because and for myself, you know, I have really been working hard, and that's why really it really struck me. This book really, really helped has helped me. Just, just even the title is wonderful because mm. I feel so. You know, I, I'm the uh, president of Cleveland Right to Life. I'm on a, a statewide board, two statewide boards in the Right to Life movement, and I'm, I've I've really been working hard at trying to stop. Just Mm. stop a little bit, Mm -hmm. because you're so right, Marianne. We we just we feel that if we do stop, somehow or other, we're betraying God's callings to us, you know. Mm. And so it 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 was just amazing. One of the things that I, I I want to talk about is you know you you start off your book by saying that you are exhausted, you're tired, you know you've 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 had all that. When you got to the point where you knew that. That God needed you to 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 mm. rest, and that's the beautiful title of your book is Rest, folks. You have to go there. It's on Mary Ann's store, and I'm going to give you that that email right now. That that um, uh, that thing, and I'm going to go back here. It is Mary Ann. -Howard dot com, Marianne dash Howard dot com. We will have this up on our website, but go there and order the book because I think it's going to help many of us to just get through this crazy time we're living in right now. And every every, every I mean every season's crazy, and every every um, you know every generation has these crazy times, Marianne. So I think it's lovely that you've you've done this. But tell me a little bit about that. Um, your first chapter is about spiritual neglect. What is in that? I don't know. Oh,
2: well, so there's a passage that I stumbled upon uh, last year in Song of Solomon 1 verse 6, and it says, They made me keeper of the vineyard, but my own vineyard I have not kept. And isn't that so true, especially in leadership narratives? We're so busy taking care of everybody else's spiritual, figurative yard. And we we take care of everybody else's vineyard, everybody else's connection to God. And then we take a look at our yard, our vineyard, and, and it's overgrown. It's filled with weeds. The foxes have crawled in and there's been destruction. And I think that's what's happening is, Many of us were overworked, were underrested, and were overcommitted and distracted. And it's compromised our soul, that place where God's spirit is at work inside of us, and our soul's connection to God. And so that scripture just speaks so specifically to negligence. And that's where we're operating and we're leading and we're doing, but we're not spending time resting with the giver of rest and and that's declared in Matthew 11 he says come to me all you are weary and burdened and I will give you rest I think for me I reach for the wrong things (laughs) he's the he declares he's the giver of rest and so we've got to take a look at our own vineyard our own soul and and make sure that we're not neglecting our intimacy with Jesus
1: wow Wow, that is so profound. It really is profound because you're so right. You, you know, trying to make everybody else hear Jesus and, and in doing that, on hearing the, you know, the Holy Spirit, and in doing that, we, we become deaf ourselves. It, I mean, that's uh, what, what I'm hearing you say. You know, we, Absolutely. Yeah, oh, my God. A lot,
2: of, a lot of times the demand to give and read and serve people, it, it can deplete us. And here's the bottom line. A depleted leader is not a healthy leader. So we we've got to press in to deep rest that restores the, and the source of that is Jesus. And you know, I recently read actually this week Psalm 107 verse 9. He says this. He satisfies God. He satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Mm-hmm. He's the one who restores us. And so we've got to stop reaching and, and allowing our hearts to be distracted and divided and let the right thing restore us.
1: Which brings me to, the, to, the, to your next chapter. You, you talk about dangerous distractions, <laughs> dangerous distractions. I mean, that, that, that's, that sounds, you know, and, and that's, I will tell you that that's one of the things I struggle with a lot is, mm-hmm. what, is what is distracting me, you know, and, and sometimes it's supposed, you know, things that, that I think are good, but are, is this a distraction?
2: Absolutely. So I opened the chapter up with the question that says, what has your attention? And I've recently read some statistics about (laughs) distraction. People now lose concentration after eight seconds. And that's the same as a goldfish. So we now have the attention spans of goldfish. And I guarantee you it's because of the digital age that our brains are operating that way. And distraction is something that directs our attention away from something else so to shift our focus and by the way we're not all distracted by the same things it's not a one-size-fits-all enticement I always go back to and I teach about this in this chapter on distraction James 117 says but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires so Molly, what drives your heart away from the living God is going to look different than what drives my heart away uh-huh. from the living God. But we've got to identify what are the things that are distracting us from being devoted to Jesus. Yeah.
1: But then how do you deal with with the fact that, you know, a, a, a distraction stealing, you know, leading you away? Um, but but by the same token, some of this busyness that we're getting involved in, we have to rest in the middle. Is could it also be that you know we're looking towards saying okay well now i've got to rest now i've got to rest and then using mm-hmm. the distract you know that distract then going into the distraction i mean do you understand I, what my question is here
2: to get a really good working theology of what god desires for rest sabbath rest because his in the opening pages of the bible work and rest are significant in genesis 1 god creates everything and Despite, despite his power and perfection, God rested. Did God need rest? No. But he did that to model something that's important to him, and that's rest. And it's interesting that the first thing in all of creation that is made holy is not a person or an object, but a day. And so my, my heart in this and explaining a good theology of this, because our theology shapes how we live, is that we would work from rest instead of working to it. That changes everything. Wow. That changes everything. If I, I'm asking God to continue to show me how to live this out because it's so mind blowing to me for the majority of my life. I've worked to rest. Let me just hurry up to vacation. Let me just hurry up to the weekend. But God's like, I want us to be in partnership on this and I want you to work from rest. I want you to work. I want the pace of your life to be coming out of rest for me, not just you living a hectic life mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday, and then choosing on Sunday, oh well, I'm going to take. It. He wants you to work out of rest, wow. not to it.
1: Wow that that that's like mind boggling. That's shifting the whole focus. Wow, absolutely. wow, absolutely. and it makes so much sense, Marianne, because this is absolutely what we do. You know, and in fact, we waste time and waste days and waste beauty all around us because we're all we're con and i'm talking about myself constantly focusing on oh uh, let's get to the end of the day i just want to you know put my feet up sort of thing (laughs) yeah absolutely you know so
2: So I give some so I give some strategies and this will help on how do we fight distraction and how do we lead and live from a place of rest? Do you
1: mind if I give a couple of those? Absolutely. um, Go right ahead. Yeah.
2: The how to's how to practice this. Number one is slow down. And I have a teen, a new teenage driver. And every time I climb into his car and he begins to drive, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa And So step one to this To to practicing this is whoa, whoa, whoa We've got to slow down He wants us to slow down to his pace Psalm 46 verse 10 We all know it, be still and know that I am God But when you read that in context It's be still So that you can know that he is God It's be We've got to slow down our pace So that we can know that he is God So that's number one Number two, we've got to examine our habits. We've got to develop distraction reducing habits. We've got to minimize the chirps and the dings in our life. So think about what is one habit that you can change that will cultivate moving your heart from distracted to devoted? Number three, we've got to be attentive, and I've got an explanation point for that. We've got to pay attention to what we pay attention to. I've heard it said before, what you think about, you care about, and Mm -hmm. what you care about is what you're going to chase. Let me say that again. What you think about is what you care about, and what you care about is what you're going to chase. So pay attention to what you pay attention to. Guard your devotion. Let me just tell you, when we're being attentive, guard your devotion to Jesus. Do whatever you possibly can to guard that time with him and guard your focus, whatever that might look like for you. Number four, and it's an ear. I've got an ear. Practice listening. We've got to create time and space to listen. So we have ears to hear and savor God and his word, his presence. Here's what's got to happen. If we're going to shift the way we live and live from a place of rest instead of to it, God's word has got to consume a more significant portion of our information diet. Hmm. And then last but not least, and it's one of my favorites, and I have it as a target with the heart in the center. It's the center of it and it's be intentional. be intentional discipline helps pull good spiritual disciplines helps pull the distracted parts of us back together. So I spend one whole chapter talking about spiritual disciplines. So we need to be intentional. We've got to make choices to be disciplined because that helps us starve our distractions and feed our focus on Christ. That's the benefit of disciplines. Don't let that word scare you off. That actually helps you starve your distractions and feed your focus on Christ. And scripture says that we've got to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. Mm,
1: beautiful. Oh my goodness gracious me. I need, we need to get, put that up on my, on my whiteboard right beside my, my, my uh, microphone right here. This is so true. I mean, these are, these are so, they, you know, as you're, as you're going through it though, Marianne, I'm thinking they are so simple, mm-hmm. but and yet, and yet so powerful. And so yeah. biblical. I mean, it's God made us. He knows who we are. He knows what we need. And this is all coming for, you know, you're, you you're, you're, you're t- back into the scriptural, you know, uh, truisms that are right there for us to just see. Mm-hmm. But how beautiful that you've done this for all of us. God bless you lots for doing this. The Thank other, you. the, the, um, the price of our pace. I'm, I'm yeah. really <laughs> interested in you talking about that because <laughs> our pace is crazy crazy right now it is. yeah
2: it is here's the thing we can't we can't hurry through this life and love well we, we can't follow Jesus without giving him our attention and that speaks to pace we can't become like Jesus without attentively beholding him and we can't love like Jesus without offering others our unhurried undistractive attentive regard and I say this in that chapter about pace Bottom line, the pace of your life really does determine who shepherds your soul. Mm-hmm. When we are running around, here, here's what Proverbs 21, verse 5 says. Proverbs 21, verse 5 says this Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run, hurry and scurry puts you further behind. Wow. That's scripture. So when we are hurrying and scurrying, we're just getting further and further behind. I have a scripture that's hanging in the center of my living room, and it's been so profound and powerful for my family. And it's Ecclesiastes 8, verse 3, and it says, do not be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. Give, give us that run
1: again, Ecclesiastes. Yes.
2: Ecclesiastes 8, verse 3, do not be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. How often do I get up and I've got so many things already on my to-do list carried over from the previous day. And I rush in and out of his presence. I do my checklist devotional and I rush in and out of his presence. And he's like, daughter, sit with me at this mm-hmm. table. Mm-hmm. Linger with me. Be with me. Be still with me. Wow. Listen to me. And so I just, I'm so moved by that passage. I'm so challenged by that passage because it's a call to stop hurrying. Scripture clearly laid it out. Hurry and scurry gets you further behind. Mm-hmm. So stop believing the lie from the enemy and the hustle culture of this world that hurry and scurry is doing something for you. It's not. It's, it's dividing you. And here's the thing. Our kids don't, don't need to see the di- distracted and divided places in us. They deserve our full undivided attention. That's discipleship. You know, our friends who are silently suffering, when we sit down at that, you know, we meet them for lunch somewhere and we sit down at that table and we keep looking at our phone because we're looking for the next thing we're going to do. We are compromising presence there. Mm -hmm. We have an opportunity to be the gospel to the people around us with his presence in our presence.
1: You know, and th- this is so. This is so timely. This is so apropos for where we are today, Marianne. Because so often, uh, you know, my husband and I will go out for lunch, and we'll sit there. and We we'll watch all these little families. beautiful families come in, sit down, and they all start. And <laughs> within five <laughs> minutes, th- th- yep. you know, the phones are out, the iPads are out. The, you know, everybody and everybody's sitting there totally silent. Totally engaged in self and somebody else who's not even there. Who's not even there. It it, it it breaks my heart. It absolutely breaks my heart to see that. And you you know, this is you're absolutely right, this is what it's about. So
2: we it, can't look we really can't he Jesus walks at the speed of love and we can't hurry and love well. No, we cannot hurry and love well. And so that's a challenge for all of us today is that we would just slow down to the pace of the Savior. He is not always going to speed up to our pace. He wants us to slow down to his.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, um, we've got about three, four minutes left now. And I wanted to, and I, I'm only, I'm only a quarter of the way through what I wanted to ask you. But anyway, we'll do this and we get the book. Everybody needs to get this book. It's called Rest. And again, you go to Marianne Howard, Marianne, uh, dash Howard dot com. You can get it right there. It's, it's apps. I'm, I'm, I'm really inviting us all to do this because I think it's, it's these types of callings and, and, and uh, Wonderful people that have, that God has called that are going to help to restore what we're dealing with right now, because we are dealing with a very fractured world. The final mm-hmm. thing that I think I'd love to ask of you is um, the shepherd restores rest and then leading from rest. Can you give me that in a, in a nutshell? It's two chapters, yes. and I'm asking you to do it in three minutes.
2: Yes, yes <laughs> sorry. Absolutely. First and foremost is we've got to confess our need for him. Remember, scripture says, my heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. The heart and the flesh failing is the burnout and the spiritual and the fatigue that we're facing in this life. But to the left of the butt, God is hopeless. But to the right of the butt, God is restored and filled with hope. He is your strength and your portion forever, which then moves you into we've got to be a sheep. Yeah. You've got to remember to be a sheep. And I go through one whole chapter through Psalm 23. And and I want you've got to read that passage as a sheep, not always as a shepherd and a leader. David is reading this as a sheep. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. I shall not want. So we've got to be a sheep. We've got to go out to pasture. Psalm 23 is your roadmap through burnout. And remember, it's through it. We're going through it. Yeah. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So when you're walking through burnout, it's it's a it's a roadmap through burnout. Um, so we've got to be a sheep. I ask lots of hard questions in there about, you know, what does it look like to be so content in God that you can say I lack nothing? Oh my What does that look like to be so content? And then leading from rest is a picture through John 15. That's my final chapter. And it's abiding and scripture is clear. Jesus's own word says he declares apart from me, you can do nothing. And we've got to take him at that word. And it's, it's a whole chapter on what it means to abide in Christ. Stay at home with Christ. That is, that's how to lead from rest.
1: So stay at home with Christ. That's a very difficult thing to, to, I mean, I'm just, as you're talking, as you're saying this right now, I'm going, oh my goodness, how do I do that? You know, sure. Yeah.
2: It goes, it kind of goes hand in hand with um, my chapter on disciplines for intimacy with Christ. And I walk you through not, not the normal disciplines that you think of, like reading your Bible, praying. No, I go through four disciplines for intimacy, silence, solitude, stillness, and surrender. Oh, wow. And those are the four ways to help you practice abiding practically, silence, solitude, stillness, and surrender, and I walk you through how to practice those practically each day, because that's going to help you stay at home with Christ.
1: And, and that is a practice. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I recently started uh, a sort of an, an uh, uh, audio book that, that was teaching me how to just be still, because it's so busy right now. I mean, we're in, in Ohio. We're dealing with all kinds of stuff here, yeah? and it's just like, oh my gosh, how do I get through all of this? But this has been teaching me to be still. But you're absolutely right. It's practicing, practicing, practicing this to the point yes. that it's no. It's just from what I'm understanding from what you're saying, practice makes perfect. You know, as perfect as That's we right. can be as human beings. So we've got to get through this. We've got to do this. Any more books on the, on the horizon? I'm loving this. I think this is, this is the exactly what we need.
2: That is such a great question. Uh, I need to survive this one. It was so difficult. <laughs> uh, I wrote it in three months. Last oh
1: summer. my goodness! So
2: it's kind of like when you know I'm a mother, and it's like you kind of want to wait to give birth again because yeah. you want to forget that pain. <laughs> That's how I feel about writing this book. So okay. I just I'm I'm trusting God with what's next and yeah. praying that God. My biggest prayer for this book is that God would use it in unusual ways.
1: And and so necessary right now, so incredibly necessary. This book is is amazing. Again, it's called Rest. Just the title by itself is like, oh goodness gracious me! This is you know when I when I saw this and and I you know I, I knew that you were available for an interview. I thought, oh my gosh, this is exactly what we need. We absolutely need this. So I think definitely, you know, God will guide you, as you said. You know, He's the Shepherd, not us. So we really That's have right. to listen to Him. So. Marianne, thank you. Marianne Howard is the author of the book, Rest Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue. You can get her book at Marianne-Howard.com. That website will be on our website. So if you didn't catch it whilst you're driving the car or whatever it may be, go to Fromthemedian.org and you'll be able to pick up her, her, uh, her website and, and order the book. Marianne, thank you so much for being thank with you. us. It's such a pleasure to thank talk you with so you. Stay
2: right. Thank you so much. you.
1: God bless you lots. Bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest.